Greetings, friends and brethren. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Well, today is a very special day in my life, and I'm going to talk to you about never give up praying. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are the author and finisher finisher of our faith. I thank you, Lord, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace to seek mercy and help in the time of need. I thank you that you are faithful to hear our prayers and answer our prayers. And you said, if two agree is touching anything on earth, whatever we ask in your name, it shall be done. So, Lord, I ask you to establish and reestablish hope in people's hearts. For those who have been praying for months, years, maybe a very long time for their loved ones, for their friends, neighbors, co-workers. Lord, help them to persevere and not give up. And I pray especially for those who, who have kind of given up hope, just lost hope, believing that their loved ones will ever come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I break off that discouragement right now in Jesus' name, and I thank you, Father, that hope deferred is broken in their lives and Lord that they will have new and fresh hope reestablished in their hearts I thank you Father for just um, helping us to persevere no matter what in Jesus name Amen well today is exactly one year since the sudden passing of my dear husband and best friend Bill Bill was an excellent cardiologist, very well trained by famous physicians who instilled the wonderful art of medicine. Bill was a great teacher of medicine, winning teacher of the year several times in his career, an award bestowed by the residents that he taught. He loved learning. Gosh, anything and everything. Our home is filled with books on practically every subject. And those of you who made it to the funeral home know that we had a large stack of books and everyone was welcome to take a book home from Bill's library. Bill loved talking to his patients about all their hobbies. And, you know, he was an exceptional human being. He was kind gentle, fun-loving, extremely creative. He thought up crazy games that the staff could do on their lunch break. And one time he had us make little puppets out of the fingers of the sterile gloves that were used and mark little faces on the fingers. And oh my goodness, he came up with, we had a, we had a beach, um, we had a beach party and uh, he just, he was just an extremely creative man. But his creativity was probably best known by the medical community with whom he shared his great intellect by mixing his knowledge of cardiology with all kinds of topics. Bats, the Underground Railroad, Japanese tea drinking, reptiles, the workings of our hands, etc., His mind never stopped. The rest, I'm sorry, there was no rest 
for his mind. I think he thought it would be a waste of time if one weren't using their brains sufficiently. He loved everything. He saw beauty and majesty in most things. He was curious about everything known to man. But all those years, Bill missed out on the most important thing in life, knowing Jesus. I called him Mr. Google. You see, I didn't need Google while Bill was alive because I just asked Bill what I needed to know. But even with all that knowledge and the exceptional human being that he was, his soul was still hanging in the balance. I remember on New Year's Day 2000, while vacuuming confetti after our New Year's Eve Y2K party. It was a great party. It was just my family. And I got everyone very special gifts that they still have to this day, many of them. But, of course, my parents are deceased now. My um, one uncle is deceased. My godparents are deceased. So there's just a few of us still alive that were at that Y2K party. But it was the following day on New Year's Day while I was vacuuming up. We had confetti. We threw confetti everywhere. And I heard the Lord's voice in my spirit tell me that Bill would be saved. About 10 years after that, so roughly around 2010, I began to wonder if that was ever going to be a possibility. And you see, hope deferred set in, and I began to lose hope. I truly began to lose hope and thought, he's never going to get saved. But it wasn't too long after that that the Lord got my attention, and my hope came back, and I continued praying for his salvation. Five months before Bill passed into eternity with Jesus, I really stepped up things. Why? I, I, I don't know. I was concerned about his soul, and I had said to him, um, probably, uh, probably about that time, five months before, uh, that I was concerned that he didn't know the Lord still and and I reminded him so gently that, um, you know, he needed to think about his soul. He was 73 years old, and he still didn't know Jesus. So I prayed more fervently than ever. And on October 15th, 2019, Bill came home to tell me that he had found Jesus all along by himself. He had knelt down in his bathroom at at his office, and that was his altar, the toilet. I know, it sounds crazy, but that's where he knelt, and that's where he found the Lord. John writes in the book of John, the Gospel of John, the third chapter, he writes, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. 
Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So you see, you can't give up. You must keep persevering, and you must keep praying, and you must keep believing for that loved one, for that neighbor. Because you see, their eternity is at stake. And they will either spend eternity forever with their loving father, the one who created them in their mother's womb and knew them before, their, before they were ever in their mother's womb, that one. They will either spend eternity with their creator or they'll spend eternity separated from their creator with a gnashing of teeth in, the, in, in, a, in a hell. People don't like to talk about hell, but Jesus made it pretty clear what, what happens when we don't believe in him. And it's just a matter of believing that Jesus is who he says he is and was, that he is the son of God. So, um, I want to encourage you today, and because it's the anniversary of my husband's passing, I just felt like this was the day I needed to talk about something that's very, very important, and that is salvation. It's coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want to read to you from Ephesians um, chapter 2, and this is what Paul writes. He says here, um, chapter 2, verse 1, he says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. You see, Bill was dead in trespasses and sins. Now, if you had asked Bill uh, if he sinned, he'd probably say no. Because, see, people think, because, because Bill was such a morally good person, and he truly was, most people thought that Bill was already saved. And they would not even believe me when I told them that he wasn't. Because he was so morally good. But, he was an enemy of God. And when you don't know Jesus, you are an enemy of God. You're his enemy. 
and you're dead in trespasses and sins. And so Paul says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So at one point in time, before we knew Jesus as Savior, we were walking according to this world and according to the prince of the power of the air, Satan. And verse 3 says, Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh. I can say amen to that. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with him, with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I used to pray this. I used to, I always tried to pray scripture because I've told you before that there's power in scripture and the angels come on the scene when you pray scripture And I prayed this many times for Bill. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And one of the reasons I prayed that for him was because he was a very merciful person. Oh, my goodness. Bill wouldn't hold a grudge against anybody. I I mean, I just, I mean, I thought, how does this work? He's not a Christian, but he doesn't hold a grudge. I'm a Christian, and I want to hold a grudge. So, um, so I, I pray that blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy because he was so merciful. I believed and, and hoped that he would receive the mercy of God and receive salvation. And lo and behold, he did. God was merciful to him because he was merciful to others. And of course, of course, we know that scripture in James, it says mercy, uh, judgment, mercy triumphs over judgment. So, and that's a good scripture to remember because God has been speaking to me lately about having mercy toward others. So even when we were dead in our sins, God made us alive together with Christ. And so today, Bill is alive with Christ. Bill is not dead. He's alive. He's very alive. He's more alive today than he was a year and a day bef- a, a year and a day ago. And he's raised Bill up to sit in heavenly places with him. 
So even though I'm sad that he's not with me, I'm happy that I know where he is and that he will spend eternity with his heavenly father. Now we go to the book of James and James um, chapter uh, James chapter 5 verse 16 confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit I think sometimes we tend to think that you know this person or that person is so much more spiritual they are the ones that are going to get theirs get their prayers answered but see that's a lie of the enemy that's a lie that's a seed that the enemy tries to sow in your mind and heart so that you give up and you get hope deferred and you become hopeless but the scripture says Elijah who was a prophet a great and mighty prophet of God he was a man with a nature like ours he was a man he wasn't different he was a man like us he just prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain and it didn't so the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much and you must stand on that scripture you must believe the word and when we believe Jesus said only believe only believe now um, Peter in first Peter he says gird up the loins of your mind be sober and rest your hope fully on the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance but as he who called you is holy you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written be holy for I am holy and if you call on the father if you call on the father who without partiality judges according to each one's work conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear not being frightened but in reverence of God knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tra tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot he indeed was ordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you who through him believe in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your hope and faith are in God see so that your faith and hope are in God so we put our faith and hope in 
God. And we don't allow the enemy to sow any tares in our heart. Any bad seeds. No, no, we're not going to let them. We're not going to let those, those bad seeds take root in our heart. Because if you do, you're going to grow discouraged and you're going to give up praying. Now listen, you've got family members. I still have family members that need saved. And so we press in. We press in for them. We don't give up. And we know that one day they'll come. I have cousins that truly were born again, truly, truly born again and serve the Lord. And they are, they're backslidden. And I just keep calling them back to the Lord. I call them out of righteousness into right living. I call them out of darkness into God's marvelous light. I call them out of the kingdom of hell into the kingdom of heaven because right now they're, they're far from God. They're separated. And they've got to come back into the kingdom of God. And God loves the backslider. He says so in Malachi. He loves the backslider. So we, we, we continue to pray. We, we pray for those that don't know Jesus and we pray for those who did know Jesus who, who have walked away. So I I want to encourage you not to give up. As I said, there came a time when I did give up and I just became hopeless. I, after that many years, I mean, 19 years after the Lord told me that he was going to save Bill, did that prayer come to pass? And I mean, Bill really did get saved. He told others in my presence that he and I were going to serve the Lord together. He said, we're going to serve Christ. Don and I are going to serve Christ together. Boy, I was so excited. I mean, you're talking music to my ears. And so what a great disappointment that he's not with me to do, to walk that, walk out that precious statement. But nevertheless, I am pressing on. I have a great work to do. And my work is to bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm not an evangelist, but I certainly feel like an exhorter, somebody that, you know, I was a cheerleader in high school. And I think you kind of tell sometimes from the way I present things, you know, I'm just cheering you on. I'm cheering you on not to give up hope, to stand in faith, to stand strong, to not let the enemy beat you down. And just trust God, trust his word. See, trusting God is all about trusting his word. Because when we stand on the word, that's when we get the strength to keep pressing forward. Hallelujah. So there is a hell to shun and there is a heaven to gain. And we want all of our brothers and sisters our cousins, our parents, our aunts and uncles, our neighbors, friends. We want them come to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, he said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
Well, it certainly feels like we're at the end of the age. I know many ministers feel that way. I'm not alone in, in feeling that. But we don't know the time. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. Uh, only the Father knows, the scriptures tell us. It says, but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven know. But my Father only, Jesus said. Jesus said, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And I know if you're like me, it, it feels like the days of Noah. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of pretty bad. But Jesus said, he who endures to the end shall be saved. So we, we want to endure because Jesus said lawlessness will abound. It surely is right now. He said the love of many will grow cold. Yes. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Gosh, I hate to see that happen, but Jesus said it's going to happen. He said many will be offended. Many will betray one another and will hate one another. Ugh. I don't like hearing that stuff, but that's what's to come. That's what's to come. But Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So my friend, be encouraged. Get on your knees. Let a fresh fire touch you. And let the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit spur you on to pray. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for those friends of yours that don't know Jesus. Pray for those co-workers that seemed so lost. I know my cousin works in a place and I don't even want to say where. Um, and the people that she works with, I mean, you're talking about the darkest. Uh, they say and talk about the darkest, most wicked things you can imagine. In a workplace that if I told you, you would be shocked. I mean, that's how bad it is. And she's the only person and she has her Pure little ears have to hear that garbage day in and day out. So we keep believing. We keep believing even for the one who seems so far from the Lord. Look, it doesn't matter how far they are from the Lord. It doesn't matter how wicked their deeds are. The Lord can save them. You only have to believe, my friend. You only have to believe. That's what Jesus said. He said, only believe. So that's what we need to do. Only believe. You go out and you sow good seed. You sow the seed of the word of God to them. You sow love to them. You sow goodness to them. You sow kindness to them. You sow whatever good thing that the Lord puts in your heart to sow for them. Truly. We're to love our enemies. We're to do good to those who hate us. We're to bless those who curse us and pray for those who spitefully use us. So I just encourage you, do good, lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, Jesus said. Love your enemies, and you will be the sons of the Most High. That's interesting, isn't it? When you love your enemies and you do good, your reward will be great 
and you will be sons of the Most High God. Wow. Well, I just want to encourage you, keep on praying and don't stop. And you will watch the hand of the Lord move on your behalf like he did for me. Amen. Well, this is Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. And please continue your prayers fervently for this ministry. I need your prayers. I covet them. And you can give to this ministry by writing Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Well, I look forward to being with you next week. And with that, I say, Shalom, Shalom. Peace be unto you.